Just checking my voice. Hello, Matt Hoss. I'm the greatest person in the world. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's very nice. Dan, why don't you say something nice about Matt Hoss? Needs a haircut. Whoa, well, okay. Well, you went personal there. I think my hair's broadly fine. It's just long. <laughs> and it's velour. Yeah, It's because you're worth it. It's, oh, thanks. That is voluptuous. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Myths Podcast. I'm Matt Hoss, your resident host, and we've got our guest back. It's Laura Lex, everyone. Fuck you, Matt. What? Oh, what, Laura, what's happened? You've, you've, you've turned very pale uh, and, and very male. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, wait, that's not Laura Lex, it's Dan Rhodes again. Uh, well, is, it, is it you? Are you back? From the, I am back. Back from the dead? I'm back from the dead. Uh, how was... The afterlife. Pretty good. What, what, Pretty good. What did you get up to? What did I get up to? I went to Africa. <laughs> Sorry, just to clarify, he's not dead. Uh, <laughs> just, but you went to South Africa, didn't I you? I did go to South Africa. That's why I wasn't here for last week's episode. Uh, that's the first ever time we've done it without without you, Dan. And uh, I got to say, it was seamless. <laughs> it was seamless. A, yeah. La- Laura, she was. I did. To... I did listen to it, and I have some reservations. Oh, tell me about that. Strictly telling you. <sighs> Anyway. What's your reservations, Dan? Before we get into... Just a few things. What, what, before you get into... Oh, 5 oh. minutes 33, she says... <laughs> she she makes a joke about how she should probably be the permanent guest. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yes! I don't speak like that. What do you mean by that? Ha, 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 yes. Can you do it more in my voice, please? Ha, 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 yes! Fair enough. <laughs> Set yourself down for a uh, downfall there. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, and you didn't seem to be. You know, you didn't try and stop her. Well, Dan, I, um... you weren't like, oh no, Laura, I'm going to be honest with you, you're great and all, but hey, Dan's my bae. Dan, I think it kind of goes without saying that that's the the applicable anyway. Remember that like... wasn't even the main thing that bothered me. Wait, hold on. Just firstly, uh, remember like six episodes ago where we belly slapped? Like, <laughs> didn't do that, Laura. <laughs> Yeah, but that would be sexual harassment. It's different. Also, she she ate uh, some Weetabix on the podcast. No, well. she didn't eat she, some Weetabix. Not, on not the well, podcast. not Weetabix. It was like kind of small Wheaties kind no, of thing. No, she didn't. She, that was my next problem with yeah, her. Yeah, go on, go which on. Which is that she said yeah that Weetabix was boring. <laughs> is and she wrong? You, and you agreed. Is she? And you agreed. <laughs> did you like my interview questions? Um, I did like your interview questions. Just for the listener, if for whatever reason you didn't listen to the previous episode, I gave Laura like five. Uh, since Dan was here, I gave her five. Quiz question to help her kind of integrate with the podcast and see if she's a suitable uh, replicant for Dan. And uh, she kind of passed with flying colours. Uh, she she didn't like wheat bits, which is a good thing. Uh, only a good thing. She, uh, she she messes up Greek words a lot. That's very Dan. That is uh, very me. Uh, yeah. So uh, what was your reservations? As in, like, uh, I don't think that thinking wheat bits is boring is a bad thing. It's quite common. I think you're the the figurehead of the pro wheat bits campaign. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I have started up my own um, political party. <laughs> What's it called? We are Brexit. <laughs> we are Brexit. Yeah. 
No, it's just called the the Weetabix Boys. Weetabix Boys. That sounds like such a, a an awful awful album. Yeah. The Weetabix Boys. Got quite so, a few. What, got we, quite a few few policies actually. What? Tell me about. Dan, tend you come knocking on my door, yep. you're canvassing, yep. and you want to recruit me to the Weetabix, <laughs> the Weetabix Boy political party. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're going to tell me uh, the WBPP. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Does firstly does real Weetabix want to sponsor us at any point? Because uh, yeah, we we give so. you a lot of free advertising. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do a mock ding dong. <clears throat> uh, hello. Hi there, Do you, uh, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Toast. Fuck off! <laughs> okay. So that would be that scenario. That's the different scenario, but your answer was different. Okay. Ding dong! Hello? Hi, excuse me, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, I actually had Weetabix. Welcome. I'm actually part of the WBPP, the Weetabix Boys Political Party, and we are um, big fans of Weetabix, as you are clearly yourself. Uh, just what did you have with Weetabix today, sir? I had a uh, banana on it. Fuck off! So let's do another scenario. <laughs> <laughs> it was super aggressive. Because <laughs> I was trying to like, I was getting to that, but it still scared me. <laughs> All right, let's, let's do it again. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> I missed us then. <laughs> Couldn't do this with Laura. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ding dong. Hello? Excuse me, sir. Can I just ask a quick question? What did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, I had Weetabix. Oh, wow. Perfect. Welcome to the WBPP. We're the Weetabix Boys Society. Me and my fellow colleagues... Oh, they've left. <laughs> me and my fellow colleagues are here to just um, discuss with you, a fellow Weetabix fan, our um, new political party and the policies that I think you'll be fond of. Okay, brilliant. Um, I have... This is something I've been looking for my yeah. whole life. What, 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 did you, what did you have your Weetabix with this morning, sir? Oh, um, uh, I just had it plain because that's the only true way to do it. Now, I'm a nationalist. Oh, my goodness, sir. This is very very right ring of you uh, this is um, <laughs> so what uh, but I did have a cold milk that is it that's fine that's fine is, is it fine Good. yeah <laughs> not the Weedabix girls party <laughs> don't read into that Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got just going to talk to you about a few of our policies. Yeah, what policies are you standing for? Uh, so the first one is that um, refugees are allowed to seek asylum in the UK if they bring Weedabix with them. Syrian refugees. Serial refugees. Hey, very nice. Uh, that was a callback. Uh, not racist. Uh, okay, uh, brilliant. Uh, I think that's a, re- that's a really nice policy. Really you know, nice. Uh, we, should be, we should give everyone a home. Provided they like Weetabix. Yeah. We don't discriminate. Apart from Weetabix. Yeah. You're, you're running a Weetabix yeah. space. We always make the joke of the WBPP. We don't see colour, just what you had for breakfast. <laughs> There's got to be a pun there somewhere. That we uh, um, Other policies... Is that all children should get Weetabix at school. Free school meals is good for children that haven't got a, you know. Because Weetabix, it's clinically proven, and don't question me on this, it's clinically proven that one Weetabix equals 10 hours of exercise. (laughs) Right, just to pause it there for a second then. Uh, Using that logic, so uh, one Weetabix biscuit equals 10 hours of... Uh, of exercise, right? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You can run a marathon. It doesn't, doesn't matter. As long as you do it within 10 hours. Okay. Bear in mind that in the Weetabix Challenge in episode 8... Um, I ate 12. So, did you have unlimited energy? <laughs> Were you, like, super sane at that point? Yeah. Well, not unlimited. Do the maths. I had 1,200 okay. hours of energy. Thank you for doing the maths. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, honestly, since... No, 120. <laughs> Fuck. I had 120. Uh, wait, hold on. That, what did I say? Did I say 10 or 100? Right. You said 
10 hours. Okay, 120. So, I had 120 hours of energy. Wow. What did you do in that time? See, Laura Lex would have done the maths right first time. Uh, yeah, um, well, you know, but the thing is, like, we, Dan, I just want to say it's lovely to have you back, because, you know, I, Thank miss, you. I did miss Thank you. you. Yeah. We'll stop that sketch about political parties. That was funny, though. I couldn't think of anything else. Oh, I, I could, could, I, could I be your rival? Like, how, Okay, uh, what's the rival we do this party? Um, Probably UKIP, the cunt. <laughs> UKIP are the direct opposite to the we- in fact I think they're quite there's a lot of weird kind of right wing tendencies of the WBBP uh, I think that won't I be um, won't I be an advocate for a healthy um, uh, fruitarian based breakfast the banana curl banana curl yeah oh my god that makes me feel physical should we have a political debate okay, yeah 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 okay. in the lead up to an election yeah so okay. uh, the four person will ask us um, so where do you stand on uh, education. I believe that all children have the right to an education, especially one with Weedabix. I'm not, by the way, we're sponsored by Weedabix. <laughs> uh, and we were, and our, and our logo is like yellow, like a Weedabix. Whoa, whoa, like, like, yellow. Like the yellow, like a yellow Weedabix box. But you can't step on my brand in here, but mate, this is. A- no, bananas are green. Uh, no. Uh- uh, have you ever been on Banana Safari? Uh, I haven't. I've been in Africa and I've seen bananas in the wild. Okay. They're green. Oh, look at me! I've been on the stuff. Oh, I've been on a holiday because I work and have money. <laughs> oh, look at me! Well, maybe that's why we're co- that's why we're rivals because we both have, have oh, yellow. But maybe. Uh, but you know, I'm not sponsored by the man like Dan is. My my political opponent, right? He uh he gets sponsored. He gets uh, he's trying to appropriate his right wing uh, rhetoric upon you. He's trying to make a profit out of you. That's very Trumponian. How about me? You know. We, we want a healthy breakfast because we care about you. We're green in both our, ben- our breakfast and our policies. Oh, that is good. That is good. God. I also don't think kids at school should learn maths. <laughs> yeah, fuck it that. it just sucks. <gasps> yes, yeah. So hard. Oh, my God. No yeah. one enjoys it. And also, um, hasn't not useful wor- at all. hasn't worked, has yeah, it? <laughs> not useful at all. <laughs> okay, um... Uh, so Dan, uh, we uh, before we read this, started this podcast, um, which seemingly seems like a long time ago, Daniel Rhodes, you went to South Africa. How, I did go to South Africa. How and that? Lesotho. What's that? It's a country. Really? Yeah. In the middle of in, it's a landlocked country surrounded by South Africa. Does it have any peregrine falcons? No. Good. Just poverty. <laughs> Well, maybe as a member of the WBP, you could maybe help them out. Yeah, I should. No, it's a very, very lovely country, actually. Beautiful. One of the highest countries in the world. The only country in the world to be entirely above 1,000 metres or 800 metres. More than 500 metres above sea level. <laughs> but over the course of this episode, you anyway, know, yeah, are yeah. definitely above five anyway, metres. Even its lowest point is still quite high. That's the point I'm trying to make. So what is... Um, some of your highlights out of South Africa. What, so, why did you want to go there? Uh, why did you go there? And uh, um, what's the best thing that you got out of uh, it? I went there because I deal a lot with it at work and I feel like I know a lot about it and I feel like it's important to actually go and see this place to see mm. if it is what people say it is. And what they say it is, is great. <laughs> and they would be correct. By the way, Dan is, he literally, his job is flight sales and he's like, oh, it's great. And that's it, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, and I started in Durban on the east coast, and I made my way across inland through Lesotho, separate country, and down and then across to Cape Town, the other side. So I basically went across South Africa. And what was the best place in South Africa? Best place in South Africa? Well, Lesotho was great. That's, um, I enjoyed, went on safari in Addo Elephant National Park. That was incredible. Ooh. Addo Elephant National Park is the third largest park in South Africa, 
and bigger than Greater London. Okay, yeah. Because South Africa, it turns out, huge. It's pretty big. Pretty big. Really? doesn't look that big on a map because it's all squished because of how the... Yeah, the, distorted, it's, all, how it's yeah. all distorted. But 1.1 million square miles. Oh, brilliant. Slash kilometres, perhaps. 1.1 uh, million square something. And whilst you were off gallivanting having fun... I had to stay at home and uh, yeah. record my podcast. No, in all general, though, South Africa is, is, is an incredible country. There's not anything you can't do. In, it's just a beautiful country. And I've never been to South Africa. I've never been to Africa before, so it was a nice. I think it was a nice yeah, gateway country yeah, to Africa. Yeah. It's a nice introduction to Africa. Yeah. So, would you go back there? I would happily. Yeah, particularly Cape Town is incredibly yeah. beautiful. You know, one of my favorite artists, uh, well, not one of my favorite, um, a really artist I really really like uh, is uh, called Rodriguez, and he uh, he got he was an American artist, and he got really famous in South Africa uh, in like the eighties. Uh, but he didn't know he got famous because uh, someone like, kind of sent one of his cassettes over, and they got. He became like a cult star. Uh, there's a good documentary called Search for Sugar Man, and it's amazing. One of the most positive and most beautiful documentaries I've ever seen. Apart from that, you obviously haven't seen Dear Zachary. Well, let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> the, the joke I was about to make was uh, it was this, it, actually the most beautiful documentary we've ever watched is the Joseph Ritzel one. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting, though, wasn't it? Um, so Dan, like a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, talked about my Edinburgh Fringe experience, and you, I gave you a list of different things, and as a role reversal, you give me a list of some of your highlights. Of the I did, yeah. Some funny stories. So, should we do a couple now? Yes, please do. Now, I'm going to pick one that you've already told me, because you were too excited to not tell me this. Can you tell the listener more about Lion Sexy Time? I was deep in the African bush, <laughs> in Mountain Zebra National Park, just south of Lesotho. Deep in the Af- African savannah. Should, um, should I just from what uh, effects it? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Wow! Wow! <laughs> that's good. That's good. We look left and right. We spent the day there the day before doing a game drive. Hadn't really seen anything. We'd seen a couple of wildebeests, a few hearty beasts. Um, yeah, we hadn't really seen a huge amount. Lots of springbok, kudu, those Get kind to of the things. Fun bit. <laughs> hadn't really seen anything. Went, uh, went to our campsite, retired for the night, where it was really goddamn cold, by the way. It gets cold at night in Africa, hot during the day, cold as balls at night. Next day, we're driving out. We thought we got a couple of hours to do another quick game drive as we're leaving the park to, to try and see some more animals. Again, more of the same. See lots of zebras, lots of wildebeest. And then we look to our left. There's two lions. A lioness and a, and a male lion. Were they on a shirt? No, sitting in real-life, actual wild lions. Who, by the way, do look different to zoo lions. Okay. Because they were noticeably more, like, scarred and... Oh. Like, like proper alfresco lions. Yeah, like... What a middle-class way to put that. Yeah, no, and they a little bit... The muscles were different as well. They looked like these guys... They weren't weren't on holiday. They weren't on holiday, these guys. Sorry, that's not to infer that zoos are holidays. No. Uh, they're morally ambiguous. So, uh, um, yeah, so I think that, yeah, so the big. No, it's just like you go to the zoo and you see like a nice, fluffy, well groomed lion that's lived its whole day in captivity and it's been. And then the wild, they, they've all got scars in their faces yeah, but and they. Wild and free. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, um, that's a beautiful thing to see a wild, wild lions in the wild, yeah, right? Yeah. And they're just chilling. 
And uh, we watched them, took loads of pictures, we listened to the guide as he explained about lions. <laughs> yeah, there's this thing, it's like, imagine a cat, but massive as yeah. fuck! And then he was um, saying that he suspected that these two were away from the pride because they were maybe about to have the sexy time. Ooh. And what lions will do is for four days when they mate, the lioness and the, the male lion in question will take themselves off away from the pride yeah. and will mate repeatedly within those four days... And not eat at all, and then join back. To, and then when they're done, they'll go back to the pride and continue life as always. So be like, hey, where's Dave and Lucinda? Ah, oh, they're, <laughs> they're they're banging. So well, there's a lot to unpick there. Firstly, Dave and Lucinda for yeah, light. Are, are, the are they a middle class couple from Basingstoke? So, yeah, they were. Yeah. Also, so they mate for four days straight. Yeah. Lucky. Uh, and they also don't eat. During they don't the eat during that time. No. Oh, that's a that's a fun weekend. The rest of the pride is going about its normal day. Is it awkward when they come back to the pride? Like, um, so we haven't gone for four days. You haven't called, so I assume you are. <laughs> yeah. But Dave is involved. Also, if after- they're not like they're they're within the within they're within sight of the pride. That's still weird. They're just not. They just don't hang out with them because they're too busy doing their own little thing. Also, if after two days, like, no, I've had enough. Uh, can you just call it quits, or is it always four days? Uh, I think it's roughly around like a few, a few days. Can be less, can be more. Uh, also, uh, you said you were taking pictures. Did you take pictures? I did take pictures of the act. I did take pictures of lions. Fuck. <laughs> do you have a picture of me now? Yeah, do you want to see? <laughs> yes, on my camera. Oh my god! Why did you take pictures of that? Well, I'm not going to go. In. I saw <laughs> two wild lions mating. I'm not going to not take a picture of that, you idiot. Anyway, no, we were watching. <laughs> what? And then two like lions. Um, <laughs> of course, that's an that's an amazing experience, right? Um, uh, if you think that's a weird thing, why don't you email us at misspodcast@gmail.com? Because uh, that's not weird at all. This is right. I'm about to see lions fucking for the first time. Anyway, no, we were just watching them, and then out of nowhere, one of them just kind of stood up and uh, <laughs> did its thing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think you? I'm joking, don't you? Did uh, sadly no, because you got the camera out, but. Uh, Oh, that's cute. So I mean about his face, oh, there. Look. Yeah, he he's been battle torn. Yeah. So that's Dave. That's Dave. Dave. Oh. oh, who's this? Lucinda. Hello. Lucinda. Hello. Oh, oh, oh. boom! <laughs> <laughs> it's really visceral. Okay, should I describe it for the listener? Yeah. I mean, okay. Especially this bit. He's getting really into it. Oh, he's biting the neck. Oh, I'm gonna write that one down. Uh, so Dave the lion. He's pretty much sat on top of her. Uh, she looks quite passive during this, and he's, he looks like a 40-year-old man with a lot of tattoos, and he's like, oh, come on, come on, listen up, come on, come on, ah. and, uh, he looks like he's having fun. Uh, have you got any more? Uh, it didn't, ha- it honestly, it only lasts, like, a few seconds. <laughs> well. Yeah, and then I went back to taking pictures of the monkeys. Oh. Who, by the way, were watching, like, little monkey perverts. <laughs> oh, that's another Monkey perverts. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty cool. Though. I saw two lines, two lines, mate. Dan, be honest with the podcast. You know, I've been very honest with the podcast for all the episodes. Yeah. Was any part of you aroused whilst watching that? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> that's jealous more than anything. Oh, thank you. I feel like we, this doesn't help the, no, the, no. the listeners. Dan showed me some cute pictures of safari, like zebras and elephants and stuff like that. There's a baby elephant. That's what <gasps> I was trying to get. At. Baby. I saw a wild baby elephant as well oh, with his mum. That's nice. Maternal stuff is nice. He just pooped himself. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah, no, but saw two lions have sexy time. Pretty cool, huh? One more, more thing, and we'll go into the podcast. That sound good? Yeah. Uh, so Dan, it's similar to 
Some of them are similar. Uh, they all involve sexy time at some point. Wait, what? Really? No, of course they don't. Carry on. Uh, does any of them involve uh, taking your top off and throwing it no. at an Irish girl? Good. Uh, so, um, tell us about married a hitchhiker. We had some. Oh yeah, we had some guides in uh, Lesotho, and they were um, local villagers who, for you know, we pay them to. They show us around, and uh, we talked to the girl. And she was saying how she got married when she was 19, mm-hmm. and she has three kids, blah, 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 blah. It's pretty normal for, for this to do. They all get married quite a bit younger than we would. Yeah. And um, they uh, would... We asked her, like, how did you meet your husband? And she said, oh, I was... Like, she was hitchhiking one day or something. She needed... A lot of them will stand by the side of the road. They obviously don't own cars, so they yeah. will wait until cars come past and ask for lifts into town, because it's miles and miles away to the nearest shops. And she asked um, this... Loads of cars went past. And then this guy had quite a nice car, she said. Mm. And it, she was like, oh, okay, maybe this guy will give me a lift. Because, you know, not to be superficial, but big car means big money. So she uh, pulled him over. He got in the car, or she got in the car, and was like, hey, can you give me a lift to town? He was like, yeah, sure, off we go. And uh, and then he proposed to her. What? And uh, she was like, well, this guy's got lots of money because he's got a nice car. What? So she said yes, and now they have three kids. What? Whoa, whoa, what the... What? Africa. <laughs> so, you're telling me all I have to do is turn up in the Peugeot 240 <laughs> and then just ask someone to marry me? Because uh, that is not cool. Like, what? So, how is love so easy for people, Dan? Well, I guess you just got to be in a suit on a dirt road one evening looking to, for a, a lift to the shops. That does sound like a euphemism. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, no, simple, simple, simpler times, right? Are you trying to say that you were this girl and you're actually married. Yes, I'm married now to a... <laughs> Very rich... Yeah, a guy. chief, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, then, I, what a pleasure it is having you back. Uh, you. I've missed you. I love you. Pleasure is to be back in my own flat. Yeah, we're back in Dan's house in Wimbledon. Oh, God, the times have changed. Last time we were in here, Dan, we did four episodes and people had noticed we got weird. <laughs> Last time we did episodes in this particular room, actually, it was like forty degrees in here. Oh yeah, it was very hot. It was, um, as I'm, as I've just referred to, like uh, belly slaps, uh, belly slaps. Um, some weird. Should we do a raspberry now, just to really entice? No, let's not. Please. Is it because you have flatmates are back? Yeah. <laughs> let's go into the myth. <laughs> Today, Dan, we are going to do... Oh yeah, this house is possessed. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, yo, uh, it's good to be back. Okay, so we're going to be doing a one-off myth today, because we've just finished Troy, we've just finished Oristaria. We're going to have some chill-out myths. We are going to have some chill-out myths. Chill. Some little, some... Small little little myths. Not small We say, having done 20 minutes of patter at the beginning... So little myth, oh, we're so diddy. It is worth worth an episode, uh, but um, just a little myth which aren't uh, consequential, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There's no parts. Just in. fun little myths. Fun little myths. Uh, anyway, the, first, the this today's myth is called Callisto. Now, have you ever heard of Callisto? No. Good. <laughs> well, um, have you... I, well, I think Callisto, we've have approached some time beforehand... But, shall we just get straight into it, Dan? Let's just smash it. So this is... Smash the little myth. 
smiling on me. Oh, you want you to a little bit Callisto? Oh, a little bit. Uh, if we uh, if we ever do a podcast for kids of the same thing, go like, little miss, oh, yeah, little miss, and I can talk to them all about lion sex. <laughs> I actually, um, one of my friends did ask me, "Oh, would my 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 child be able to listen to this?" I was like, "Please don't listen to this podcast because I am too honest on it." Anyway, uh, this is Callisto. Most of the major constellations on the northern hemisphere have a creation story associated associated with them from Greek mythology. In the case of Ursa Major, the Great Bear, and Ursa Minor, the Little Bear, this creation story is based on the tale of Callisto. Now, I think we've mentioned these constellations in the past, right? Can you remember them? Well, what do you mean? Well, we know that there are constellations in the sky. Yeah. That ancient civilizations throughout history and time have projected some kind of story, pictures behind. What was your point exactly? (laughs) Uh, basically, well, I think we mentioned them in podcasts before, but we're going to okay. go into detail on the story. Uh, okay. So the story Callisto begins. The story Callisto is one which was told and retold over many hundreds of years, and as a result, there are various versions of the myth. But commonly, Callisto was said to be the daughter of the impious king, Lycaon, and then Naed, not a crease. So, Lyakaon and Nonacrease. Lyakaon and Nonacrease. Note it. They're the mum and daddy. Mummy and dad of Callisto. Write that in for the Miss Musical. We haven't put any work into it since that. <laughs> I'm a little minotaur. And that's slightly Morrissey esque, that one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Callisto would come to prominence as part of the retinue of the goddess Artemis, and Callisto would be one of the female huntresses who accompanied the Greek goddess. The followers of Artemis were expected to take a vow of chastity and remain virgins, and this was something that Callisto agreed to. Callisto was considered one. Uh, Callisto was considered to be one of the most devoted Artemis's attendants, and therefore one of the goddess's favorites. Now, I think we mentioned some of this, but not in detail, uh, in the one we talked about Apollo uh, in the past. Talked about Artemis and Apollo beforehand. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about. I think it was the Zeus episode because Zeus fucks the mum and then they get protected. But okay, anyway, so that, is, that's ten percent of all the myths. Yeah, yeah, in all fairness, <clears throat> Callisto therefore was more often than not to be found with Artemis, and this brought her into close proximity with other gods. And eventually, the roving eye of Zeus fixed upon her because. Ironically, what you just mentioned is going to happen. Yeah, because if there be clans roaming around Mount Olympus, <laughs> Zeus is going to find it. He must just smell it. Do you reckon he must just be eating lunch. Like, there's a woman in here. There's a woman, a new woman. Oh, it's Artemis' girlfriend. Hey, Artemis. Hey, Artemis. When you're not looking, I'm going to get your girlfriend. <laughs> and his wife's like, I'm right here. Yeah, he was like, God damn it. Us, damn it. Uh, because <laughs> she's a god yes um, but yeah I, I, what I really liked about having Laura on the podcast last week was that she really brought a new avenue of a, a, a new a new perspective on things and she really took Zeus to town and uh, rightfully so Dan would you like to do this part yes please now despite being married to Hera Zeus was not above taking the virtue of a beautiful maiden <laughs> And so one day, Zeus descended to Earth from Mount Olympus. This is so weird. He's never done that before. Oh, also, may I just add, right? He's never, ever cheated on Hera, ever before. <laughs> Nor has he gone all the way down to planet Earth just to fuck some bitches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, that's an awful term. That's an um, awful term. Jesus. Also, 
Do um, you kiss your mum with that mouth? Because <laughs> I do. Stop it. This is, this is like the collection of all the weirdest episodes. You're going to get some Weetabix in a second, man. Oh, the thing I was going to say, uh, but then you made it weird, uh, um, is that... Well, in a lot of the things we talk about, uh, like, like, oh, um, the humans can't talk to the gods, X, Y, and Z, but there's uh, there's so many exceptions to the rules. Like, this uh, Callisto just gets to hang out with Artemis all the time, like, but she's a ghost and stuff like that. It's kind of a weird thing. Just a plot hole, I'm just mentioning. Okay. Zeus located Callisto while separated from Artemis, and the god approached her. Some say Zeus approached in male form. And some say that he disguised himself as Artemis so as not to alarm Callisto. But how creepy is that, isn't it? And it's kind of like absolutely exploitation of trust right there as well. Like being like, and, and also, sorry, go on. Sorry, I've just read ahead. Do you want to read it? Yeah, it says, in either case, Zeus was soon next to the beautiful maiden. And before she could protest, the god had taken her virginity and made her Whoa. pregnant with his child. The fuck? That's pretty. That's the most Zeus thing I've ever heard. F- firstly, that's genuine rape. Hey, Callista, how you doing? It's me, Artemis. Oh, hey, boyfriend. Psych, it's me, Zeus. You're pregnant now. Bye. Also, firstly, Artemis is a, a lady, and she's just uh, not. Oh yeah, sorry. I keep thinking that Artemis is their lover. No, they're, they're just uh, she's a follower. They're she? just like virgins. Uh, so Zeus exploited. Well, they're, they're more than just virgins. Obviously, they're people too. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> usually, uh, my tolerance of Dan's jokes have been very light withered, uh, so it's hit me hard that one. Um, okay, uh, so this is a genuinely awful thing uh, which Zeus has done and very exploit- uh, exploitative. Uh, if if he approached her as Artemis, that's such a breach of trust. Yeah, because she thinks he's like her friend. Yeah, and then he, he takes her against her will, if that means. I think I was getting confused because earlier you mentioned Apollo. Yeah. I was thinking of Apollo. But he's a boy, and Artemis is a girl. And also, if he was disguised as Artemis and then had it on, well, did that to her, uh, isn't that kind of like very surprised? Like, it's yeah. Very, very weird. Thing. He'll find a way. Yeah. Uh, Zeus once fucked a woman as a swan. I don't think it matters what he is. I think he's okay. Yeah. He's doing all right. (laughs) Once, uh, I think it was for Perseus, his mum, he was just golden mist. That was it. That he was. Yeah, he just... (sighs) He's pregnant now. Uh, God damn it, Zeus. There must be a say... There's a phrase in... There's a famous saying in Greek... In ancient Greek mythology, which is that... Be careful if the wind blows too hard, because it might be Zeus getting you up the duff. And also, he's incredibly potent. Has he ever had sex and not made a lady pregnant? Probably not, no. Also... Mary Magdalene? If he... If... What? Have you not read the Bible? <laughs> Mary Magdalene, one of the... One of Jesus' friends, was also Zeus. What a curveball. Okay, just carry on, mate. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Yeah, no, it's good. Callisto <laughs> returned to the company of Artemis, but she did not tell Artemis of what had transpired, for she feared the anger of the goddess. Oh, she she, she thinks that Artemis will be angry that Zeus has just raped her friend. Yeah, yeah. As time went by, though, it became harder for Callisto to hide the fact that she was pregnant. Obviously, because she was pregnant. And also, Callisto's a huntress as well for yes, Artemis. That's so true. Like... And indeed, Artemis discovered that her follower was no longer a virgin. How did she discover this? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, hold on. Oh, yeah, because so... she's discovering that she's now pregnant. Okay, yeah. I thought the, <laughs> I thought the side note, Artemis had just been like, 
You're not a virgin anymore. <laughs> oh, how did you know? How did you know? I've got Zeus's clunch smelling ability. <laughs> yeah. Artemis discovered that her follower was no longer a virgin when Artemis saw Callisto bathing in one of the rivers of the forest. She must have seen the bump. Yeah. Artemis was indeed angry with her follower for breaking her vow of chastity, no matter that it was Artemis's own father who made her pregnant. As a result, Artemis expelled Callisto from the return. That's true, actually, because um, yeah, Artemis is... Zeus's daughter, right? Yeah. So, that's weird. Yeah. And so he's just had sex with one of his daughter's friends. Oh, that's, it's even more creepy, isn't it? And also, like, it's again, this is classic Greek myth, isn't it? Because being like, oh, um, Zeus fucked something up, but you know, since what, well, since now you're pregnant, I can have to expel you from doing nothing whatsoever. But yeah, it's such so a victim blaming policy, isn't it? It is. It is. And if Artemis should be angry, she should be certainly angry with her dad as well. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. Um, so, Callisto was alone in the forest, expelled and s- probably sad, but she successfully... <laughs> so, I added to that. <laughs> expelled and, side note, probably sad. But su- she successfully gave birth to a baby boy. Oh, good for her. A boy who would be called Arcus. Oh, a name I haven't heard of before. Oh, very nice. He, he actually, uh, he set up a... Um, a- academic place where students can apply to go to university and he called it UCAS. UCAS, yeah. Arcus, of course, also where we get the term arc from. Go on, expl- do you want to explain it? Because <laughs> that's not true. I think you're about to find out that he built a massive ass boat. <laughs> well, arc ass boat, yeah. An arc ass boat. Okay, if. To be honest, I don't know what happens at the end of this, so if that's true, I will eat my shirt, okay? Fair enough. What's going to happen? Are you going to put a place a bet as well? No. How, how, I'll tell you what, how, how I just pay you that 100 weeks, mix, which I still haven't got <laughs> But yeah, yet. that's true, yeah. At least it's not Atlanta, Georgia. <clears throat> it was at this time that Callisto was... Tra- <laughs> For fuck's sake. You just read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally haven't read this book. What's it say? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was at this time that Callisto was transformed into a she-bear. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie already. (laughs) I've had so much in the space of like a page. (laughs) It's just like, oh no, I've been raped. I've had this baby. I've been expelled. I'm a bit. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's like the film Brave. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. Uh, Matt hasn't seen the Pixar film Brave. Because I'm older than 16. (laughs) (laughs) This transformation might have been undertaken by... Has your girlfriend not seen it? Too soon. <laughs> oh, not going down that road, Dan Rhodes. <laughs> it hurts too much to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I am pretty alone at the moment. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> this transformation might have been undertaken by Artemis as a. So, just for clarification, she's <laughs> given she's given birth and now she's a bear. I just want to clarify that. She gave birth to a boy called Arcus and has instantly become a bear. Yeah, like, in, okay. like not even like had time to have a cup of tea. Oh, Instant wow. Bear. This transformation might have been undertaken by Artemis as a part of the punishment of Callisto, or it might have been done by Zeus in an attempt to hide his infidelity, or Callisto might have been transformed by Hera as a form of punishment and as a part of a long-term plan. All three of those would be messed up. Yes. So let's, let's go one by one. Firstly... Artemis doing it uh, as a punishment for Callisto. Well, that's horrible because it was never her fault she got pregnant. 
But worse is number two, having Zeus do it, as they're like, uh, no, I didn't. But that is something he's done before. He turned Io into a cow to try and hide his yeah. infidelity. But also, the damage is being done. She's been brewing, sorry, brewing a baby for, uh, uh, <laughs> she, she's been pregnant for nine months, and he hasn't done anything about it. And also, how is turned into a bear? Do I need to pay her off or something like that? Or give her, like, or give her some, like, support money or some alimony money or something like that, just yeah. to hide or something like that. And finally, Hero punishing her is also messed up. Um, I guess less messed up than... They really do victim blame a lot in the Greek Yeah, society. like she had done literally nothing wrong. Uh, and again, it's kind of like they don't ever get to the root of the problem. They just kind of deal with, oh, well, she slept with him. And then obviously she's the problem, not Zeus, the massive bigot and sexual deviant. Mother and son could not remain together. So the... Mummy bear and the baby boy couldn't be together. Oh no, because the bear can't raise a child. Are you goddamn crazy? Uh, have you seen Jungle Book? That's delightful. That's true. That's true. So Zeus dispatched Hermes. Although there is another, there is another sequel, like a uh, an alternate Jungle Book ending, where Baloo just mauls the <laughs> shit out of Mowgli. <laughs> hey Baloo! Oh, oh, oh my god! <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. It's mental. And then Shia Khan comes in and eats with the corpse of Moby. Because they're wild animals and they don't care. But Rod Lucky, you know, he'd probably be nice. And... <laughs> Rod that's his first draft. His publisher was like, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe. You go for a tough time, Rod yeah. Mother and son could not remain together, though. And so, Zeus dispatched Hermes to take Arcus to Maya. And she raised the son of Callisto. As her own. Yes. Oh. I assume it's a she. I don't know. Um, eventually... no, I suppose guys can raise children too. Well, we can't speak from experience, can no, we? No. Because no. um, I lost mine in a shopping mall. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a that sounds like a Jamie Bolger reference, which it wasn't. <laughs> which it wasn't. No, it what, wasn't. What, Dan? I think there's a left... joke about me leaving a kid. That I I don't have a kid. Maybe the, maybe you left your kid in a SAX and they're trying to find uh, deep blue. Sea. Deep blue. Sea, yeah, into the into the blue. <laughs> into the blue. Into the blue. Call back to episode something. You can't just do it. You can't just guess at the... Like, I'm terrible at knowing which episodes are what. Do you know what episode this is? 39. Good for you. So, Maya took care of Callisto. Uh, took care of Arcus. Eventually, though, Arcus returned to his homeland, um, the place in Jungle Book, and succeeded his grandfather, Ly- Lycaon, to the throne. And he ruled that land, which became known as Arcadia, in his honour. Arca- That's why it's called Arcadia. Yeah. Uh, but also, rem- Arcadian, what is your profession? Uh, I'm a carpenter. What is your profession? I like to work. Uh, what, what I like to do is I, I create vegan stuff of normal foods. Uh, is yeah. that in Sparta? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in and he says, Arcadian, what do you do? I, I'm a potter. What do you do? I'm a sculptor. Spartan, what is your profession? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Love that scene. Uh, that, that was a 300 that. reference, by the way, for anyone who just oh. thought I had a stroke. <laughs> and also, Dan does that every single time we meet up as well. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so uh, Callista, uh, Arcus takes over the throne uh, after Lycon and creates Arcadia whilst Arcus grew up Callisto uh, the bear uh, roamed through the forest where she once hunted it was a dangerous existence for a she-bear though and evading hunting parties took all of her skill the wanderings of Callisto would eventually take the bear into the very woods and forests that Arcus had himself hunted in and one day 
the paths of Callisto and Arcus Cross. <gasps> He's going to murder his own mum because she doesn't realise that she's a woman and not a she-bear. Also... It's... So she got still got the thoughts of a human. That's yeah, what yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. So she's kind of she's trapped She's basically in... just brave. Haven't seen it still. Uh, Arcus saw in front of him a magnificent trophy, whilst Callisto saw her son in front of her. And so, rather than running away from the hunter, Callisto walking towards Arcus, hoping to touch her son once again. Now, just... If a bear was coming through <laughs> trying to touch you, what the hell would you do in that situation? I'd be like, this bear's getting killed. Oh, this bear wants to hug me, yeah. Oh my god, balloon, not again! <laughs> oh, I was doing that thing where it wraps its jaws around my neck. Oh god, no! <laughs> Love you too, Mum. <laughs> Arcus now saw that this was an easy king, and so the king raised his hunting spear and prepared to run the bear through. Now, Dan, what happens next? Zeus saw all of this from his throne on Mount Olympus, and so the gods stayed the hat. Wait, that's definitely a typo. Zeus saw all of his this from the, his throne on Mount Olympus, and so the gods steadied the hand of his son before the killing blow could be delivered. Zeus then transformed Callisto in the constellation known as the Great Bear. Is that meant to say steady? I think that was meant to. Well, hold on. It says so the gods stayed the hand of the son. I think like, they stayed, as in like, they stopped it. As in, like, they so sta- it stopped. They stayed the it hand. Stand. I thought I thought it was meant to say steady. It was why I thought there was a typo. But it's no, no, not. It's, uh, it's just an archaic reference. I think this is like that time I read Hearth and got confused. Yeah, oh. Zeus. God damn it! Zeus saw all of this from his throne on Mount Olympus, and so the god stopped the hand of his son before the killing blow could be delivered. Zeus then transformed Callisto in the constellation known as the Great Bear, Ursa Major. And so that mother and son could be together, Arcus also transformed into the stars this constellation Ursa Minor, the Little Bear. So he's just gone, stop! I'll make you both stars. Okay. Which uh, is impossible because a star is just a giant ball of helium being converted into something. Or hydrogen being converted into helium. Or helium converted into okay, hydrogen. <laughs> Whatever a star is, you know what I mean. Um, also, right... Why does Zeus care? And also, why didn't he do that in the first place? Well, why didn't he just be nice and just convert her back to being a human? And then yeah, just right, right. Don't just be like, oh, there's only one outcome of this. <laughs> you both have to go into the space. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, the only thing, uh, only possible solution. And also, uh, Zeus was the guy that made um, Maya look after Arcus, right? So he cares to some degree, but not... But it's all as a result of his own fuckery, right? Literally. Uh, so why does he... He just wants to meddle and get involved in stuff, but not actually solve things to a significant or satisfactory degree, right? Yeah. Just my two so cents Now, Hera saw this transformation as a constant reminder of the infidelity of her husband. And so... She looks up at the stars and she always sees it. And so as one last punishment, Hera decided to prevent either constellation from drinking water ever again. Hera therefore convinced Tethys to prevent the stars from ever dipping below the horizon into the earth encircling river. The punishment of Hera would last throughout antiquity until the relative position of the earth and the constellations changed. That's science, that is. So she stopped it from ever dipping below the horizon so they never get to drink from the sea or the river. Which is not how science works. Not how science works. It's not to do with that. It's to do with the position of the earth relative to the position of the sun and the stars. Well, <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, we're going to go into the ranking section. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of Miss Podcasts.
in small doses. Baby, 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 I don't need your treasure. Dan, what did you think of that myth? I enjoyed that myth. Nice. Short but sweet. Nice and straightforward, isn't it? Uh, Concise and comprised. Comprised. I went to say a word then, it didn't make sense. (laughs) Concise and compromised? I don't know what I meant to say. Uh, So, Dan, um, I'm not sure if you recognise. Laura came up with some really fun suggestions to the marking system. She says, got a mark out of 40, out of life skills... Uh, morals. Which you give zero for. Or she gives zero Yeah, for. right? Isn't that weird? Like, so weird. Like, I I didn't want to get... No, I felt... I heard reservation in your voice. Oh, there was major reservation. <laughs> but I didn't really have a leg to stand up. And secondly, I'm not an alpha male. I couldn't really do much. I was very scared. Laura was quite very intimidating. And I couldn't take... Oh, yeah, that's quite, true. Because you, you can't hit her. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> no, I'm saying you can't. So you did the right thing. Because I know what your temper's like, Matt. <laughs> Last night. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge joke, by the way, Laura. Um, can you, one day, can she come on with all three of us? Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, do you want to say something to Laura now? For the Hi, video? Laura. I actually thought you were really funny. And actually, Matt will, will admit to me, before we recorded this episode, we discussed it, and I actually did say that I was kind of jealous because it was really funny. I thought you were very funny. And I'm sorry I hit you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very funny. No, uh, yeah. Um, did you have any other reservations? It was nice to get a female's opinion on Zeus being a twat. Yeah, not just ours. Because because we it's not. It's just nice to have the validation. Like I know, I, I just think it ha- adds gravitas to it. Yeah. Whereas me and you can be like, oh, that was so sexist. Yeah, and like, and then also, and then in the same sentence, say some horrendous stuff. Like, yeah, why well, just said yeah, that. like we uh, we are wading a thin line today, Dan. <laughs> uh, so um, we life skills, morals, creativity, and the WTF factor. Um, I think that no no podcast has ever got a zero before. Uh, but uh, this is a good one. I think I do. You know what? Surprisingly good. So, what are the practical things we learned then? How to hunt. Hunt, yeah. How to kill a bear. Yep. How to send a bear up into the sky. How to make sure it doesn't dip. How to make sure it doesn't dip. Uh, How to transform yourself into Artemis. Yes. And how to take a girl's virginity and make her pregnant. Uh, and, and also, how uh, again, let's uh, that's, that's add a clause to that. Um, to exploit women. Exploit women. How to exploit women. <laughs> Which is why we ever market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buy it now on Amazon. Uh, we'd learn uh, <laughs> how to not kill a bear. How to not kill a bear, that's true. Uh, how to You'll hide from hunters, the bear hid from the hunters. Yes, evading, that's actually really good. Uh, how to give birth. Yeah, how to give birth. Uh, how to um, adopt and kind of bid. Uh, that's true, how to adopt. How, to... how that even if you have been growing up in an adoptive family, you can still go back to your biological grandfather and take over his throne. Yeah, and that always happens. You always have to take over a throne. Always you? have to take over a throne. I also learned that you get punished regardless of your decisions and it's always been turned into a Shiba, regardless of the... Yeah. Eight. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, um, it's quite fantastical. Uh, we learned a lot of bits and pieces. Uh, I don't think there's any major thing we learned, though. There was lots of... Good bits. Nothing, maybe seven or seven. Eight. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. Uh, morals don't exploit women. Yeah, 
Don't exploit women. That's my other sake of life. Own up to your... It's always the same. Own up to your actions. Don't just try and keep changing them and changing them. He was like, oh, shit. I'm changing them into a bear. And oh, he- shit. I... Change them, I'll make them into... Let's make... Just be, be honest. Change them back to normal people. And if you have an actual honest conversation with his wife, Zeus, uh, he, be, he'd be so much happier. Why is he still married to her if he keeps them all fucking around? You know what I mean? It's just... Oh, God. Sort your life out, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess it's all about punishment and it's victim blaming and it's not cool, I guess. But, uh, um, but also, I guess it's... A, I think they paint it as a happy ending in terms of that. They get to be together, but yeah, I really yeah. don't see it like that. Also, imagine if you're the king of a place and you're in your 30s, you're doing pretty well. You've got a lovely wife, you've got some kids. You spent the rest of eternity with your mum. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, orbiting space. Yeah, like, mum, I just, oh, God, this shit is driving me insane. Mom, in orbit space, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, like, it's not a good, like... No. You spend the rest of your time with your mum as well. And also, he... Because he's called the little bear, is he a bear now too? Yeah, he's a little bear, yeah. They made him a bear, yeah. What? Oh, God, it's so annoying. And what happened to Arcadia afterwards? It became the home of Pac-Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so... What That's you... an arcade reference. Oh, I guess anyway, sorry. Yeah. See, some jokes just fly on my head then. Yeah, sorry. Morals, maybe seven? I was going to give it a seven. Um, There's a big overriding theme here, which is own up to reactions. And, and don't rape women. Yeah, that's, that's a broad... It's amazing how many of these myths have the same... Fucking hell, yeah. Um, creativity. I... Pretty creative. It's got it's an origin story about stars, so that's quite cool. Uh, and also, I think the template of Zeus fucking over a lady is quite... We've heard it before, but it's done in a way which is... It's slightly new. Yes, like the bear and also the punishment and also having Artemis as well. And there's like three ways too. There's Artemis, Zeus and Hera. It wasn't just like... There's three different yeah. versions of the story as well. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I'm going to... What what number are you thinking? I'm thinking a six or a seven. I was thinking six, I think. I was thinking six. WTF? Uh, again, Zeus. Again, bringing home the bacon on this bringing one. Bringing home the bacon... Um, again, spending the rest of the time with your mum. That's spend weird. Spending the rest of the time with your mum. Giving birth and then immediately becoming a Sheba. Yeah, imagine that day. That's yeah. a stressful day. The other weird one is the idea that Zeus would have impregnated her as Artemis. Uh, yes, that's a good point. And also how Artemis chucked her away so fast as well. Yeah, that's messed up. How she wasn't even like, oh, I'm so sorry that my dad did this to you. She was just like, well, that's your own fault, bitch. Uh, and also... Shouldn't be wearing a miniskirt around Zeus. <laughs> He's making a satirical point. <laughs> that was a satirical point about how people victim blame girls for what they're wearing when actually it's about the mindset of the men involved. Oh, well, that's nice, Dan. Um, I'm actually a good guy, really. Well, let's say that to all the dead prostitutes. <laughs> no, uh, I think... Um, and also, it's kind of WTF that... <laughs> sorry. It's also WTF oh, wow. that you... She tried to hide it as well. She didn't cut. Hey, bear in mind, Artemis is supposed to be her friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, Look, your dad raped me. Like, uh, but then again, and, and yeah, then again, like, but she's embarrassed. Like, yeah, scary. I can, yeah, it's not, yeah. I, and she, she, she doesn't. Like, she doesn't know the consequences of Zeus. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Sorry, I take that back. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's. it's I think what my point is the the situation that she's forced into is messed up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a seven again. Yeah. What do you reckon? Or six? I think it's seven again. Yeah, I think okay. it's solid. It's a solid episode, isn't it? It is, yeah, 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 it is. So, it's seven for life skills. 
Seven for morals. Six for creativity. Seven for WTF. And mix it all together. Twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I think that's a pretty standard myth right there. It's not bad. For such a short myth, it had a lot. I don't think it was a short myth. I think it just um, didn't wasn't the overarching one. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It's nice just to chat. I quite these nice little. I like these little creative uh, creation stories every now and then. Yeah. You learn a lot. Do. So Dan, uh, what do we? I'm not sure if you remember, but we actually have um, we actually have some social media that uh, we we do. We do, yeah. And how at Miss Podcast? I, I, did, I was about to lead up to that question. So you prematurely um, prematurely promoted a podcaster. I'll, I'll say it again, Dan. What's your favorite uh, favorite Twitter site in which everyone should follow at? I don't really go on Twitter much, so I don't really know about what's kind of out there at the moment, like in at terms of popular. Mitch. Oh, you're getting at the Mad Miss podcast. Yeah. Um, or at Matt Horse Comedy. There you go. A little cheeky reference to me. Uh, or you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and you can follow. Also, Dan Ivory's got Instagram. I'll say that for next week. Uh, uh, I've had a wild ride. Uh, also, um, I'm doing loads of gigs at the moment. Like, I'm up and down the country quite a lot. Uh, for example, when this comes out, it'll be on the twelfth uh, and on the fifteenth of November. I'm doing my first, my second preview of uh, uh, my brand new show. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called Matt Hoss. Here comes your man. Uh, that's in Newcastle at the Cumberland Arms uh, at seven thirty. And come on to that. Uh, but before we do anything like that, you got to give us a review. Yeah, you. I know you've been listening to this. You've laughed at it so much. You wish you could be us, don't they? They always send us some weird messages. I would say at least two, uh, 2% of our listeners probably want to be us. Uh, 200%? Because they want to be both of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, if you enjoyed this and you really like it, why don't you give us five stars on iTunes? Um, is that, that's reasonable. Isn't that's it, pretty reasonable, yeah. If you don't... Laura did make a good point on episode 38, where she said if you've been listening to the whole episode and you give it a bad review, what are you doing? Uh, what Dan's going to do if you don't give us five stars uh, it's going to be pretty brutal isn't it Dan it is yeah you've mentioned uh, kneecapping people yep curb stomps yep uh, like watching people for their windows yep what other stuff are you going to be doing if they don't give us five stars it's nice we're blackmailing now like literal violence probably report them to iTunes uh, what <laughs> I'll say hey iTunes, this person gave us one star. It's obviously well, been well, a mistake. Can you make it so that it's five stars? All we're saying is five stars is great. Thank you very much. Before we leave, Matt, can I just show you a picture that I took in South Africa? Oh, before we do that, email us at misspodcast.gmail.com. There you go. Yes, yes, please. Show this us- picture's going to blow your mind, by the way, because it actually was the highlight of my trip. Is it more lions fucking? No. And I just said, that's a nice, nice little end point. Do you like to... Is that your like fetish? This now? is in a, in the wild in a park. So you're gonna show me this picture and we'll finish off the episode. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna blow my mind. What the fuck? What's is that? A white squirrel? It's an albino squirrel. Albino squirrel. An yes, albino mate. squirrel. Oh man, that sounds like a great band name. Albino squirrel. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I mean, you did kind of overhamp it a little bit by saying it's the best thing. That's pretty cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you tripping over albino squirrels at home? Are you? <laughs> yes, actually. In Yorkshire, we actually. Uh, that's where our produce comes from. Uh, well, that is very cool. Did you take it? I did, yeah. yeah. Not the squirrel, I took the picture. Yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> wouldn't be able to get through customs of the squirrel. They could have been a hilarious caper. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to Miss. I've been Matt Hoss. 
That's been Laurel. I mean Dan Rhodes. Uh, yeah. Am I going down and back? Dan, I you're my best friend, and I've missed you. Thank you. No, that's the answer. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I've been mean to you this episode. Can you be mean to mm. me? Just because I I have not had this for like a month. So can you just give me the worst punch to the gut as possible? Not literally, but like metaphorical punch. It has to be like beating up Nick Frost esque. Oh, really bad. Okay. Probably the <laughs> probably left you because you haven't had a haircut. Oh, that was t- <laughs> too much. <laughs> Say something again, which I can't. Uh, <laughs> can, can we edit it? <laughs> something we have heard for yeah. the edit, if that's okay. If this is a narrator. Matt instantly regretted his chance to get what? down to <laughs> Why did I say that? Why? 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 Also, probably can't have her name on the podcast. No. No. Um, Matt, you are a loser. I'll take that. That's the worst thing I've ever said to anyone. I'm so sorry. Well, the thing we just edited out. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I love you lots, Dan, and I'll show you love yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Myths. Myths.